0: Now serving butter and bacon. The good stuff.
1: Interesting. Yeah. So I'm picturing like when I was in Chicago, the hotel we were at didn't have a pool. But they didn't do this, but there was like a Y. They, they offered like you could pay extra to go to the YMCA across the street. <laughs> and so that's what it is. Would
2: it have been cheaper
1: for you to join the Y at home? It might have been. <laughs> like, use like a, use like a use like the, uh, the out-of-towner fee. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you pay
2: like five bucks and you can use a yeah. locker room. <laughs> See?
1: That's what I'm going to oh. do from now on.
2: As you might have noticed, we have an out-of-towner. Two Out-of-Towners on the show. Hi, welcome. Welcome to Butter and Bacon. Oh, I'm sorry. I put should have put a shirt on. Oh, well, that's okay. It's not a video <laughs> podcast. Okay. But do you have yeah. pants on? Of course. Well, start I'm playing. not an animal. Well, if you were Donald Duck. Anyway, uh, I'm Pauly. Over there's
3: Dean. And we have Ella. two
2: distinguished guests, which Dean will introduce.
3: We are, and I will go uh, ladies first and hmm. welcome Rhiannon.
2: Hi, thank
3: podcast. you. Like Madonna, one name
4: yes exactly
3: and where there's rihanna there's no. probably a drunkie so we'll, we'll we'll explore that relationship a little oh. further in the episode yes. I, will, but, uh, I will take mr drunken disney welcome to the show
1: i will take that as the compliment it was intended thank you for having us gentlemen this is such a nice oh, cozy i love the fire in the fireplace it's nice it's a nice touch You know,
4: I do expect, with my resort fee, a bathrobe.
3: Actually, we invited Rhiannon and Drunky here today because we wanted to explore a topic that is near and dear to their heart. So much so that they wrote a fabulous book about it. Uh, We wanted to talk about places for adults to relax, chill out, if you will, have a pop or two at Walt Disney World. And and
2: for Midwesterners, we don't mean pop as in soda.
3: No. What do you
4: mean? Oh, okay.
3: Yes. So, interestingly, when I'm at Walt Disney World, I tend to go more cocktail than beer. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll talk about places to get both. And, uh, like I said, th- these guys are such experts at the topic, they wrote a book about it. So, we'll talk about that a little bit, too. I would hope so. <laughs> as, as you're walking around uh, Walt Disney World, I wanted to, you know, what you guys think fits, you know, certain categories. Uh, some, some of your favorite drinks or favorite places for drinks and... Uh, I don't know, Paulie. if you had uh, an idea of where you want to start with that kind of
2: topic. Well, actually, on on that topic, we did get a uh, question sent into the Twitter feed at Butter and Bacon from Evan, our friend Evan. And he actually was interested in your favorite adult beverage, one per park. So maybe we Mm -hmm. start there. I mean, if we start off with what we like to drink and then maybe Mm -hmm. as a follow up where we like to drink it.
4: Um, I'm going to go with my obvious go-to for me personally, which would be the Tipsy Ducks and Love at Epcot. Mostly because I think it's a very unique drink. You know, you can pretty much get a beer or a Manhattan or a margarita anywhere. But mm-hmm. a Tipsy Ducks and Love.
1: <laughs> I mean, well, there's
4: only one place I know to get that.
2: so That's awesome. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I have to... If she's going to Epcot, I have to go to my favorite park, uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom, and there's a new favorite that I'm really enjoying, and that is a another, now there are now two exclusive beers at Disney's Animal Kingdom, and the newest one is at Nomad Lounge exclusively, and it's called Kungaloosh, mm. um, and it is sort of a spicier version of Safari Amber, which I tend to not always like, but in the cozy confines of this new Nomad Lounge, it feels more like you're not in like a hot, sticky park. <laughs> it feels like you're in a nice, cozy lounge. Uh, and the Kungaloosh fits in really well there. And so I'm going to go right now. It's, it's sort of my new favorite drink because it's new, and I'm enjoying it. So I would say right now, Kungaloosh is my favorite there at Disney's Animal Kingdom.
4: Okay, if we're at Animal Kingdom, I'm going to go... Yeah and say Safari Amber, the original mm. signature beer.
2: Mm. I like having that at Restaurantosaurus. Yes.
1: Sure. Believe it or not, I, a lot of people don't believe this. I think I'm joking, but no. Re, Re, Restaurantosaurus, the be, is one of my favorite places in all of Walt Disney World to get your Safari Amber at Restaurantosaurus like you just said. And then if you look around, yep. all the story of DinoLand is take, takes place in Restaurantosaurus. The
2: There's good so part of the story. Places, Right, the not, good stuff. Not not, not the... Uh, yes. The, thank you. Thank you nice. for the hat.
4: Mm. <laughs> right. I see what you did there.
2: Well
3: done. Thank it's, you. It's,
2: so, the, it's the non-roadside attraction part correct. of Dinoland USA. Yeah.
1: The way it works see, just, is in the story. All the people that work for the... All the interns is who lives there and works there. And all their bunks are up in the upper deck. Their rec room is in there. And they actually hate the people of dino rama all the people that work at the dino institute hate the dino rama people and they kind of have a rivalry and you can see a lot of that throughout the stories um and another real quick i know it's sort of not getting away from the drinks but the other place where the story of the good stuff takes place is in the playground area um oh, that's where fantastic. the dig site is
3: oh yeah yeah now, if i was at Sports. animal kingdom I, I'd, I'd probably get my drinks down at Dawa bar <laughs> i was go like, oh, well paul again can you, can you sing that for i'm me? gonna
2: play it <laughs> oh <boy. laughs> going to take a
0: lot to get fear away from you There's nothing that a hundred men on boats could ever do A dollar base down in Africa going to take some time to drink the drinks we never had
3: I'll just go with what I had this past summer, which was uh, Lost on Safari. Let's really get into the uh, the nuts and bolts of your expertise. And you've done a great job of putting it together in a book. It's called Drinking at Disney. Oh, it has a, a title. Tipsy, <laughs> a tipsy <laughs> travel guide to Walt Disney World's bars, lounges, and glow cubes.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm.
3: And this is by Rhiannon and the professor, <laughs> a.k.a. Drunkie. <laughs> One of the things I'm interested in is sort of... Uh, how this all came together and, and you know, what what came first because you guys also have a podcast uh the three o'clock mm-hmm. radio so what came first the book idea or the podcast the book book yes by quite a while how long's it been in the making
4: i'd say may of 2015
3: so was okay. about a year and a half
2: wow, wow that's not a half
4: but yeah okay Ish. <laughs> um.
2: so more than nine months <laughs>
4: Uh, no, it started out, um, I had an idea one night after maybe a few drinks, <laughs> um, I was like, just, you know, I have so much fun on Twitter, I think that, you know, Drunko and I, as much as I may want to strangle him, we have a fun rapport, and I thought, let's, how can we make this into something more than just a silly distraction during the day? So I conceived of this book and so I pitched it to him, and I think at first he was a little... I uh, you can speak for yourself, but I think it was like, I don't know, this is a lot, this is really like putting our names out there, this is more than just Twitter. Uh, but I think I eventually sold him on the idea, and so we started doing research for it and started planning it out. And I basically drew the line at anything that was majority focused on alcohol. So a quick service restaurant or even a restaurant table service didn't count unless it had its own standalone bar area that you could walk up to and purchase uh, a beverage. Um, but it also goes toward like the various drink carts at Epcot. If more than 50% of their menu involved alcohol, it made the book. If it were a pretzel stand that sold hot dogs and pretzels and popcorn and maybe Bud Light did not make the book. So it really to be majority focused on alcoholic beverages. And then it was, I would say like a good four or five months after that is when the podcast started. But that really was the Skipper's baby. And that was his idea. So we're doing this podcast this whole time, like working on this book and never telling him that we're working on this book. And then eventually one day it was like, oh, hey. and for those of
2: you that don't know that is Drunk at Sam's on Twitter Skipper Mm -hmm.
4: so it was almost like when do we tell him and like I don't know I think we kind of definitely buried the lead there with him but (laughs)
2: oops so it it became a a fun running uh, I'm not even gonna call it a segment but he would wait for the mention (laughs) of the book
4: he's like god damn it
2: (laughs) and sometimes the show would go an hour before the book we had right. mentioned, and usually it had to do with Disney making a change, which is oh part God. of why we yeah, which is part of why we yeah. mentioned several times during this episode. Yes, <laughs> very clearly as of right now, how it's, things are.
4: It's very 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 frustrating, and I I mean we we were warned by several people uh, in the Disney Twitter sphere, um, especially bloggers and even bloggers who have books. Um, who've done this before and they speak from experience and they warned us they're like just just mm-hmm. don't don't even do it just do a blog I'm like no right. I don't want a blog I want right. a book I want a physical thing I can hold in my hands and hold up to somebody's face and say hey you see this I did this
2: right I'm you know? a published distinguished yeah.
1: author of books exactly well, That's and what that was I wanted right and that was so. one of the things when we first had our meeting with our publisher Leonard we, we told that was our biggest concern that was, like, number one was that, like, because we had written, um the, basically, the majority of it was done by the time we had our meeting with him, and... Now, you know, we plug, plug Leonard a little bit. Yeah, yes. Leonard Kinsey, the author of, first Dark. started doing yeah. um, Dark Side of Disney, which was a huge hit, mm-hmm. later became a movie, <laughs> yes and then also Habs and the Saboteurs, and he also wrote one called Kingdom of Dust, and he's yep. published several books over lots of different authors, so... Um, and I met him probably three years ago now at one of his parties. That was not three years ago. Two years ago? Whatever. It was a Christmas time, like two and a half years
2: well, ago. Well, it would have had to have been more than a year and a half ago. Right. Because right, <laughs> you wouldn't have entered into writing a book without having a publisher.
0: Right. Or so, would you?
1: was well.
4: <laughs> 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 We, I, I would say we started it, and it was probably within a month of starting it that he was the first publisher i went to
1: right we and started, luckily, and started at the same time
4: yeah so luckily he he jumped on it and he was super enthusiastic about it and he really believes in us and the products and all that um but you know i had some other outlets that have tried to uh go knock on those doors if he had said no but
3: yep mm-hmm. and yeah, that's bamboo forest published. bamboo it forest is. yes which and, uh, i
4: I, I'm, I'm a firm believer in signs and I, I like the fact that my old house our, our next door neighbor we always used to refer to that as the bamboo forest and that was before oh. I ever actually knew about his publishing company really so when I, I heard see. about that I'm like oh, it's like my yeah. neighbor
1: when we told him that our biggest concern was that he said he had done a his gu- book Dark Side of Disney is a travel guide mm-hmm. and he's like that's just part of the deal he's like things change in my book and it's just it's just part of it he's literally was like just don't even worry about it it's gonna happen and basically just again just don't worry about it right yeah
4: but uh, it's one of those things it's easier said than done and i I also think it goes along with whatever your personality type is and i'm just such a type a controlling personality i did not want to let it go i did not want to make like elsa and let it go i just wanted to have everything be up to date and accurate and perfect and every time i heard of a single change i'd flip out and I'm sure I drove not only Drunko, but Leonard and our, our lad artists crazy because I would come up with these last minute changes and they would just want to strangle me, I'm sure.
2: Right. So I was like, and, no, and we
4: can't let it go like this. I
2: mean, even Disney at the beginning of their uh, travel DVDs that they would send out would say, you know, in in that fine print right before the music swells. This is a point in time. Not all rides may be. Yeah. Uh, not all rides, Not all rides may be running or uh, available. Yeah. yeah. And I, and Great.
1: I, I've been texting Rihanna all the way along, like just saying, just you know, when this comes out, we're, we're just we're we're not debating these <laughs> details with people. Like, don't worry about it. If people are gonna yeah. come out and say, hey, you said this beer was this place, it just we're not doing that. You know, it's not, and that's why we wanted the book to be more than just a list of bars and. Um, and prices or, or times, it's its really, a. we want it to be a story where you're following us around to all the different bars at Disney, and sort of, we're talking about them as we go around, and it's really so, more the story. And
4: really, and, if you're going to debate this, let's just face it, a drunk person wrote this book, so, there you go. Exactly,
2: right. right. Uh, so, I mean, it, it's one of those, never argue with a drunk, and what you didn't want to do is have some kind of Saturday 7 list.
1: Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Burn. <laughs> I, uh,
2: but it, I, th- I think what's funny Three is Three of our th- listeners will get that.
1: <laughs> the book's been oh. out now for like half a week, and I'm sort of surprised that it, people that have started reading it haven't come with some of that. But I think they mm. kind of know, well, a little bit. We've gotten a little bit. But I thought it would be way worse. And I think it's just sort of our, probably our personality and the way we carry ourselves is kind of sarcastic that why bother? We're not going <laughs> to.
3: Right. I think- well, and I think that that carries into the personality of the book too, because you know, it's, people should know it's it's you know, a little, it's well, first of all, it's a book about alcohol, so it's written for a more mature audience. It's not for younger kids. Yeah, They're, you know, much like your podcast, it, it might need a rating on it, um, uh, but it's written. It's a hard art. It's
2: it's a hard art. Yeah,
3: it, it's written with sort of a, a whimsy and a fun that you're not taking yourself too seriously, even though you're giving. Really good, and, and in this case, factual information. Mm, um, it's it's written in a way that's kind of fun, and, and so people shouldn't yeah. be so tight to challenge if a well, drink menu changed or I a place closed.
4: For me personally, the the changes that bother me the most, and, and there have been so many changes, and a lot of them bother me, um, especially you know a new bar and it's not even covered. Um, but really, the ones that get me are ones that we've gone out of our way to make jokes about or make it a central theme Mm. like for example i'll be the one to bring it up just recently the canada beer cart at epcot (sighs) did away with the unibrow which is my favorite beer and that was the only reason really to go to that beer cart And so there's a lot in the book just, like, making a reference to defending that cart all in the name of Unibrow. And and, and so to have it go away, it kind of kills so many jokes. It's like, that's what gets me. It's one thing. However. The menu changed. Like, it's a joke, and now the joke is dead.
2: However, spin this around. This is the marketing guy. You now have, in print, something that people can take. No. Something people can take to guest relations at Epcot. Oh, yeah. Point to it and say, look how beloved this was. True. Look at this. Look I at like what that. has that's happened. That's a good
4: spin. I like Start that. your
2: campaign. They brought Figment back to the Imagination Pavilion. You can bring Unibrow back to the Canadian that's, Pavilion.
3: That's, I, man, I believe. It, it, it,
1: it. I got chills. I just got was chills. that the Canadian chills? National Anthem I just heard? <laughs> I think it was. <laughs>
3: That was amazing. We stand on dogs for thee, man, <laughs> or something like that. We stand on dogs I think I think that was it. It's <laughs> <laughs> close,
2: but yeah, I mean it, it, that's uh, you. You have you. You now have something that is published. And yeah, we do. If if you made it that part of the story and it's gone, story is all what Disney's all about. Bring the story right. back, Disney. Bring it back. Hashtag. Hashtag. Make. Make Epcot great again. Oh.
4: Make Canada great.
3: While you're mentioning well, hashtags, me- I'm going to go to another Twitter question that came in. Bring it. And uh, this Twitter question actually comes from Rhiannon. And she wants to know if Tervis doesn't start officially sponsoring Drunk at Disney, will he switch allegiance to Yeti? Wow. That's a great question, Rhiannon, Thank whoever you, you are.
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, who? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I will. She thought it
3: someone else with your name. She, here's, she sounds really the, smart.
1: Here's, the, here's the thing I was sort of on the fence, and then they, were, they just named me. Tweet of the week, so I'm getting a new a new turvis sent to me with my tweet on it. That's like, so, do you need another
4: hole in the head.
1: So, uh, <laughs> well, then uh, you can go bowling. But in all serious, I have a good relationship. I, uh, with, good relationship like, with him. You can just, go, go whistle balling. I do like the turvis.
3: Uh, getting back to Evan's question, the only place we didn't—well, I mean Magic Kingdom. There's only one place to drink, so it's probably not worth discussing. No. Um, at, at the and studios, it's not I worth either. discussing. I, and, That's
4: and actually, as we were just talking about, does not make the book, technically, because it does not have its own bar that you can just walk up to.
2: This is true. Exactly.
4: So there is a mention of it, obviously, because it would be irresponsible not to mention the only place that you can purchase alcohol in the Magic Kingdom, but not a bar.
3: Yeah. Very fair. But what about at the uh, Hollywood Studios?
1: Don't... Are you going to cry now or cry later? Okay, I know it's a
3: sort I know it's a source. <laughs> I'll um, yeah.
1: I'll start so Rihanna can okay. can gather herself after Thank so you. she doesn't have to talk about the
3: uh
1: high octane refreshments but pour
3: no, one out it. Well you yeah, had to go and just pour one it right out, out
1: there. <laughs> Right My one of my favorite bars at Disney re- resolves there and that's the Tune-in Lounge. Um I am a little bit disappointed though to say that when I go there I don't I, as much as I love the theming I don't necessarily grab a themed drink though because they have Kona mm-hmm. Longboard, which is one of my favorites. So I always get Kona Longboard, which it's kind of odd they have it there because it's not it has nothing to do with the theme of Hollywood Studios or Tony Lounge, but they have it and I they get it. It, it yeah.
2: could be well, it could also. I mean, you could. Uh, here we go into the you know Disney Apologist. Well, it ties into the 1950s uh, surfing popularity and yeah, that, you know the you longboard said. sure. Yeah, sure <laughs> uh-huh. what you just said. That's it. You can That's
4: spin it however
1: you want to. That's
3: yeah. right. Well, That's why I Walt did it. Was very, Walt was very fond of tiki culture and did vacation in Hawaii. Yeah, oh, yeah, what well, he said.
1: Uh-huh. That's why I do it.
2: <laughs> Although it's funny because I, I try, you know, one of the things I do, and I know that Rhiannon doesn't check untapped ever, but um, no. is I try and get things I haven't had before, which means I would never get Kona Longboard while I was down there because I'll be trying... The new version of the Safari Amber that you talked about um, at the Nomad Lounge, because I hadn't had it.
1: Um, Why not both? Hey, you know what you'll... I know, speaking of park bars that have good beer selections, I know um, uh, the Thirsty River that came out, you'll like that. Go there. They've got some good items. They've got Victory, uh, the Victory Golden Monkey, the Old Elephant Foot IPA, Kingfisher. Mm. It's it's a good selection for kind of like a a Mm. non... If I
2: ever get back to Walt Disney World.
4: Right, plus I think Kickfisher was taken off the menu
2: recently.
0: Oh!
4: But they still, have
2: the they still have
4: the They yeah. do.
0: Mm.
2: Alright, well, I guess part mm. B, we kind of touched on it, yes? but maybe we can bring up some, some new places. You touched on what you like to drink. Where do you like to be? And they can be the same answers or they can be different answers because, you know, you might like to just be someplace and we can include resorts and we can include Disney Springs in this park. Where do you like to just kick back and relax for a couple hours with your friends? definitely a lot of the resort bars. Yes.
4: And some Disney Springs ones. Um, I actually think it's it's easier to kick back and relax in those locations as opposed to most of the park bars, Uh, perhaps with the exception of the new Tiffin's
0: no
1: uh, sure. Mad Lounge. I would agree. I think if I'm in a park, I'm I like to. I'm on the move. you If I'm in yeah. the park, if I'm in the park, I like to. Because the places I like to drink in the parks is I like. That's why one of the re- main reasons I've always been a big fan of the turvis Tumbler is because you can grab it and go. And like I, you and I were talking. I was just talking about the the restaurantosaurus. Like yes. I'd like to bum around Dinoland with a beer. Yep. You know, and look around and
2: tips. And they do already kind of make it easy. I mean, they serve it to you in a plastic cup. It's not in some kind of glass mug, you know. So it's kind of, they they know you're going to kind of take it on the run, um, so to speak. So that makes it a little easier than going into, like, Liberty Tree Tavern if they served alcohol. And pouring it from the, <laughs> or actually better example, getting the one liter beer over at Beer Garden and then stomping out after you've paid for it. Uh, <laughs> which would be kind of, actually yeah. kind of funny. Yeah. I mean, uh, beer Garden's so
3: good, but Serena's so uh, right. They, they, should put that a is bar,
4: they should put a bar in Beer Garden so you don't actually have to do the entire buffet if you don't want to. You could just like, stroll on in, no ADR, sit at the bar, get a liter of beer,
2: listen to the show. Um, what if you took half of the buffet and made
4: it into a bar do we have to take away from the buffet i mean i feel like every time i'm in there i don't think i've ever been there when it's completely right. to max capacity right think that's what i mean easily well i thought you were like talking about the actual physical buffet itself
1: like well it, no just take away like a corner a of the seating yeah i just think straight into in the left yeah. like right yeah. when you walk straight to the left that should be the bar right there like everything like nice. I always yeah right there on the upper level just to the left
3: you know, when I'm in Epcot, I appreciate the stands a lot more. I, I wouldn't want to sit down and drink beer there. I'd rather take it with me, or with more you. often than not, I'll, I'll grab beer over in the uh, UK Pavilion and, and go into the gardens back there and hang out. So I could see where that could serve a purpose, having the bar in, the, in Beer Garden, but I don't think I'd be one to take advantage of that.
1: I'm with I'm Dean on that one, though, actually. That, I'm the same way.
3: Conversely, but like, what, if they,
2: what if they turned Summerfest into more of a, a outdoor beer garden-type thing? Should like do that. In the plaza, right? Put up some fun things. Should,
4: how about they just take the entire Germany pavilion and make it into a giant beer garden?
1: <laughs> I love this <laughs> idea. Basically, all they would need to do is put like you know some like velvet ropes at the front of the pavilion and like have a guy. <laughs> and you're yeah. good, in, uh, a
2: giant guy in lederhosen to check
3: your yeah. ID. Yeah, you're good. They could they could retire Carmel Kusha tomorrow, and I'd be fine mm-hmm. with that if it turns into a bar. Now I do enjoy Carmel Kush, However, I agree. Well, I had a question for you guys, and it's one that I haven't heard too many people talk about. But it's uh, usually when we're drinking, and particularly with uh, Disney places, they don't open up early enough. Mm.
0: But if you want that
3: morning cocktail, where's the best place to get a drink in the morning? Bloody Mary or a mimosa or something like that. I have found
4: that. Yeah, Yeah. Splitsville. Dawa now. Uh, Yeah, interesting. Dawa Dawa opens at park opening. Yeah, that's
2: very interesting. I wouldn't. Very interesting.
3: Oh, Woodsville opens yeah, the
4: earliest of any bar in Disney Springs.
3: How early is that? Uh,
4: I want to say 10.30 weekdays, 10 a.m. weekends.
3: Yeah. <laughs> As of now. Right, be you know, exactly. Tomorrow is going yeah. <laughs> yeah. to be different, but today it's that. Seriously. Yeah, that, that is pretty early. And yeah, I did the... see
2: that they just started offering uh, gratis mimosas at California Grill. Is that, did they, did it say, is it
1: bottomless? Or do you just say, I don't know about
2: bottomless. But that was the
1: debate that's... on the Twitters was that whether it was a Uno mimosa. So I don't know. So we'll, that, that's what that we need some, some
2: clarification on. Might need a research crypt. Someone needs to get a solo mimoso.
3: <laughs> if only somebody lived close enough to go over and explore that.
1: Yeah, seriously. Um, Either a
3: local or a regional.
2: Well, that's
1: the pl- I mean, to be honest, if you're going to, if you're going to, if you really want some morning drinks, I personally, I'm going to, to Animal Kingdom because A, it's a m- great morning park. But typically, what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to utilize that time as my Magic Kingdom time and do it in the morning. <laughs> get that out of the way from nine to eleven well, thirty, and then go somewhere that the drinks.
4: Yeah, can we talk for a second just about why why it is that most places don't open till at least eleven o'clock? Because that bothers me.
1: I think the late bar times really are staffing issues. I don't think okay, they get a uh, lot. That's what I. That's my theory,
2: but. Yeah, they're going to pay somebody. Well, actually, if you think about it, if the bartender's getting paid peanuts, working for tips, and no one comes in. What oh, more? I
3: it's more, I it might be more of well, then why do they
2: have
4: Bay Lake Towers top of the world?
2: I mean, oh, that's like true.
4: Hey, oh. labor. I mean,
1: like, <laughs> I mean, it, 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 if you start at four, you can go till ten in one shift. Yeah, then so you have only have to, have to hire to one two. guy. Yep. Yeah,
4: okay, then why I mean, does it's Territory it, Lounge right. not open till four thirty?
1: Yeah, that's weird. I mean,
2: just to Or f- just to the pool to
4: bars at the value resorts to open till one.
2: That's even weirder. Why wouldn't you open f- be open for lunch? I want to get a hot Maybe dog and a beer lunch. and sit by the pool. You can get Star your movies. beer
4: at the food court, but you can't get it no. at
2: the pool bar. That's or, offensive. Or, or you have to get your Miller Lite for four fifty by the bottle.
1: Yeah. Is there really though? Is there really much of a difference between the value bars and
2: the gift shop? <laughs> no. No. Well, no. Mm, there Honestly, no. But I, I do like the, you know, like like we were talking about, you know, somebody needs to do a research trip to see if the uh, mimosas are bottomless or if it's you walk in, they hand you one, you know, almost like when you when you enter a really nice, like a Ritz-Carlton or something. Right. They expect you're not just going to stand by the guy holding the tray. <laughs> well, they haven't met Draco. <laughs> right. Exactly. Well, it's their you know, mistake. Personal cooler. You're just taking them and putting them right into the cooler. <sighs>
3: Now, Narcosi had that brunch going for a while, and didn't you get one drink with that Yeah,
2: Yeah, we talked about that on... um, Yeah, I I
4: did listen to that. I listened to that.
2: Yes, (laughs) and and we we were wondering if, because the child price was the same, if the child got an adult beverage. (laughs) I'll take his. They (laughs) should. Exactly. And I'll take mine. Yes, thank you.
4: And we'll each have refills, please.
2: (laughs) Yes, just keep them coming. Exactly. (laughs) Bring a pitcher. Two at a time. (laughs) Two at a time. Two for each of that. nice. us. <laughs> yeah, the kid is really thirsty. All right, so we've got breakfast. We've covered the parks. Uh, where else do where? Where would you like to relax in Disney Springs?
1: I'm become such a. I mean, obviously, I stand with Boathouse. We already know yes. this. I stand with Boathouse. But one of the things that really surprised me was how much I love Jock Lindsay's Hangar Bar during the mm-hmm. day to hang out, music. The lighting, the artifacts, the drinks, it's all great. And that's my favorite
2: place.
3: I hear it's a place to rope drop, too.
1: <laughs>
2: that was actually a really good episode, by the way. Uh, Rhiannon here did a nice God, postmortem It probably went mm. for about an hour of what the mm. rope drop festivities at Jack Lindsay's uh, actually entailed. What made Which... it a little more awkward is she said that she was the only one there.
4: <laughs> well, but Jonko can now tell you that he tried to do the same thing, and not only was he dismayed that there were more people there and therefore he was beat out, but then they didn't even do it. So, oh. again, I, I, moving target, things are changing. I'm not sure if they do it anymore or maybe it's just once a week, or I'm not sure. But he went and it didn't happen.
1: Yep. Interesting. So, Interesting. that's what. But I was shocked. It was a. It was a Friday, mm-hmm. and it was 11, 1130, and yep. by the time they rope dropped, there was at least 20 people rope dropping. I, could, I was blown away by that.
4: Again, 1130, not 11
1: o'clock. Makes no sense. Yeah, that's... I, guess that's the, uh, I think it gives them a report time of 11, gives them a half hour to get ready.
2: Yeah, they can open, they can get the... Yeah.
4: And meanwhile, Which... you're drinking at Splitsville, so... I
2: just think yeah. we... I, I really do what? think... At what time the... is Splitsville open? Because you're you're opening my eyes to something, an, an aspect of Splitsville that didn't okay. even occur to me. Uh,
4: well, if, I again, this marked. is accurate as of May. As
2: of as of now, yes.
4: <laughs> as of <laughs> well, now, really? I'm not sure. As of May, it was 10:30 weekdays, 10 a.m. weekends.
2: Okay, so on a Why weekend, you... you can get a lane at 10 a.m. and you can be drinking your Bud Light. No, I don't know if you
4: can bowl,
2: but you can get Bud Light, yeah. yeah. I'm telling you, it, it, like no joking though,
1: Splitsville is one of those places that doing the research on the book really opened my eyes to. I just, it was always an afterthought to me. I don't, think I, have a, I don't yeah. think I have a step foot in there. And then as we were doing it, I go, I started reading more about it and what they have and the offerings. I'm like, this place is actually great. The problem yeah. is there's so many other great places. If it was by itself, you'd be there every day. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, it's,
3: it's, it's redefined bowling alley sushi.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's so good. It's, it's, when it's was it defined sushi. originally? Not well, sure. I think it was up there with the gas station sushi <laughs> as things you should never eat. Yeah,
2: yeah, and and just in general, eating fish in an airport. Just in general. Don't eat fish at an airport.
4: Okay, another weird timing one is um, the new Coca-Cola store thing.
2: <laughs> Dean has personal experience. He was there opening day.
3: <laughs> Nightmare.
4: <laughs> I was there... Really? Because that was, like, the day after. Did we cross paths? I know I Death crossed... trap
3: hallways with an <laughs> elevator that didn't work.
4: Yeah. Um, but they started offering adult beverages, like, a week after it opened, so I was not able to actually try any. Um, but despite the fact that there is this, you know, rooftop bar area open, whatever time the store opens, they don't actually start serving the adult beverages until... Sometime in the evening. So you can get a Coke float at noon, but you can't get any kind of liquor in it until later. Which is So you can't buy. pay the extra
2: you can't pay the extra ten dollars to get right. a shot at I mean, Jack it, It's
4: open, it's staffed. Mm. They have the stock there. They're just not gonna give it to you until later in the evening.
2: I hate it when they won't give it to me until later in the evening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You make jokes. But, that is- <laughs> but I'm
3: serious. <laughs> now That's now um answer.
2: All right. Well, we talked about you know kind of favorite drinks. We talked about places that you guys like to drink. Let's go back to Twitter and see what kind of questions we were getting. Uh, we answered I, the one.
1: I, I want to answer yeah. that last one again. I want. There's something that we didn't really talk about. We're talking about legitimate bars. Here's the yes. There are a couple places that I have favorites because like if you're staying, let's say at the Wilderness Lodge. Yes. My favorite place to drink is actually up on the balcony, like the uh, the, the little uh, fireplaces on the, on yes. the end there. Mm-hmm. at the wilderness lodge ba- beach club has uh in the villas they have a little room with a television you can actually watch sports the solarium the solarium
3: yeah that place is awesome
1: yeah you got that and then um let's see on the boardwalk you know it's just awesome so like well, there's the resorts... on the boardwalk
2: but i actually like sitting at the um they're actually smoking areas but the the benches that overlook Disney springs at, at oh, boardwalk Saratoga. Villas. yeah oh yeah, Saratoga. Saratoga. yeah sorry yeah
1: oh agreed yeah that, that that's fantastic so there's so many places at the resorts that are not necessarily, you know, obviously we don't cover them in the book because they're not bars, but there there are some great places. Like you're talking about, because I know you're talking about the show being about, you know, adult relaxation. If you're staying at these resorts, there are so many cool places just to grab a few beers and just wander around and sit outside, too. Right. Or inside.
2: It's, yeah. Either way. Well, it depends on the weather, because there's True. nothing better than when it is seriously raining and you are at... Animal Kingdom Lodge with those giant glass, you know, windows, mm-hmm. and you're inside not in the rain.
1: It's, oh, it's wonderful. You're thinking of all the suckers in the park.
2: Right. Because mm-hmm. there's nowhere to hide in Animal nope. Kingdom. <laughs> Everyone is huddled under Bar. Right. The same or thing that people always say, Animal Kingdom's the hottest, that, now. that would also make it the wettest. Yes, it is. It is hot <laughs> and
4: wet. Because
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, what was it like to work while writing this? Did, did you guys have like a schedule? Did you have anything, or was it just every spare moment? I,
1: I will tell you this: um, Rhiannon <laughs> oh. is a professional, and yeah. she's very. Uh, uh, she is very detail oriented. Yes, I'm not. Uh, you're not a professional. So,
4: well, you're a professor.
1: I'm a professor, but uh, so, anyways, it was. <laughs> A lot of starting, and then I get emails from Rhiannon. What the hell are you doing? Are you done yet? <laughs> and it was like, mm-hmm. and I, it was one of those things, and I, and it was it was totally warranted. And uh, so I, she, I will say it was a lot of prodding by her to me. Yeah. So like, like, I like, I like
4: how you use the word prodding as opposed yeah, to that's, that's kind of funny. nagging, whipping, well, screaming. But it was uh, well.
1: and it, but I was, it was totally warranted. I'm not ever gonna say that it was like, oh, she was nagging because it needed, I needed to be prodded.
2: But like, would you go to a park with like a checklist or like, tell me, tell me I like did. what, what, what would a research trip be like for both of you or either of you? Cause right. I'm pretty sure you wouldn't go at the same time. Uh, no. For me,
1: the menus, I typically would just, the menus, I would take pictures of the mm-hmm. bars typically, mm-hmm. which was with help. And then most of, most of mine was done with pictures. Yeah. I go around take pictures and then take it home. Um, right. That was the main thing that I would do
4: for, um, so depending on how nerdy you want to get, um, I, I want to get very nerdy. All right. So I approach this entire project using agile methodology. Mm-hmm. So I was using project strength. management
2: tool. Nice, nice, exactly. nice. Yes.
4: So I had my list of stories in my backlog and I would transition those into a to do in progress and then verify and then done. Okay. And so, um, for my to do, Backlog, I had every single bar, and then new ones would pop in, or ones I didn't even know existed. Like we have in there, there's a pool bar at the Swan, which I didn't know existed until I happened to stumble upon it.
2: Yes, it's good. (laughs) Cabana bar? No. But there's a little there's tiny. No. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, the one tiny. on the other side. No, the
4: cabana bar. I love the cabana bar. No, the cabana
2: bar, bar is fantastic. But yeah, but amazing. they got rid of the egg rolls, so I'm mad at that. Well, oh, that I didn't know. Well, oh, thanks for bringing me down, Dean. <laughs> oh, my gosh.
4: But, no, over at the Swan's dedicated pool. Oh, that's, okay,
3: there's the, that's, okay, yep.
4: There's, like, a little, just, you know, pool bar, but.
3: Yeah. Okay. And I
4: had been relying a lot on Drunko to help me to know, like, and I asked him. He's like, no, 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 they just have the cabana bar. That's it. So I'm like oh, okay, sure, okay. I'm like writing it up, and next thing you know, I'm there, and I'm walking past. I'm like, what the? There's another
1: bar. Yeah, but it's, it's only so like it's, o- you- it's only it's only occasionally open. Like if they're having if they're if that one side pool's really busy.
4: Uh, it was only whopping two times I was there. But anyway,
2: <laughs> midsummer probably.
4: Um, Holidays.
2: Well, is, it's it's open during their food and wine like festival. In
4: February. <laughs> anyway. Whatever. So the point was, is that I would go through my to-do list and, you know, if I had some spare time, I'd bang out those reviews. Having been to those bars many times, I knew them well. I could look up online the menu. I could ask Drunko. I could ask other friends on Twitter, like, what's the current menu? And I could write those so that I haven't actually go there. And then for the new ones or ones I hadn't been to, that would be my checklist. So, okay, I'm going to okay. this next weekend. All right, I'm going to hit up crescent lake so i'm gonna go to you know i don't spend a lot of time at kimonos i don't spend a lot of time at Il mulatto you know that's
3: uh... all right dean does sure great cool i've actually never been to kimonos but i will go to melina
4: mulatto
3: (laughs) il mulatto say melino i say mulatto alissa mulano
4: yeah one of those (laughs) one of those um yeah so i would make it a Point to the ones that I was obviously less familiar with, right. and I would go in. I would take photos. I would take notes in a notebook. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have a drink. I'd sit around, absorb the ambiance, and so then I'd oh, go no. home and then I'd write about it. Okay, so. you, that's but,
3: my question. How much actual drinking went on during the research? Right. Not I mean, as were you sampling full no, menus. Or... No, 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 no. Yeah,
4: a so movie. it's yeah.
3: not like
2: Disney food yeah. blog. I would actually. Know. No. Well, no, well, i would okay. take
1: less than my normal trips because a lot of times they would be like, it would be Rhiannon would say something like, "Hey, I re- we we missed this one. I need you to go over to this particular place." So I would go like Wednesday at noon, <laughs> and I and I only had an hour bef- between then and, and go back to work. So I would just go right. over, do a lot of research, and then go back. It, it, yeah. it actually t- took place on times when I wasn't there for leisure. I would just swing by and and do some research. I kind of a lot of times I played kind of cleanup you know, was stuff that she's like, I couldn't get to this, this or this, these sure. five places. I need you to go to these five places. And I'm like, done. And I'll go do these. Well, yeah. yeah. And,
2: and the, and the benefit of being close and not three hours away. Right.
4: Yeah. Or like, yeah. for example, um, I had to do all of Coronado Springs because I never actually been there prior to doing this research. Never stayed there. Never had a real reason to go there. And yet they have like four or five bars technically. Yeah. And so if I, when I head over there and I, you know, spend an hour or two, I'm not necessarily drinking at every single bar. I just walk through, I'll get one beer here and walk around with it and visit the other places, get another beer walk around. And it's like, you know, two beers for five bars, two hours research. You know, it's kind of typical. But I wasn't there sampling the entire cocktail menu at every single one or anything.
3: Yeah. Could, you, yeah. because you think were, this is a destination you, at Coronado? What did you think of Rick's as long? Because I know a lot of people, are they don't go to Coronado, they don't experience it. But it, I don't know if you, if you took it in at night or just kind of it's, like one of those day research trips. It,
1: I've, I've, personally, I can speak on that in that it is reminds me a lot of, it, it's a lot like Atlantic Dance, where mm. it will be absolutely terrible most of the time. But then you, you, could show, you could show up and there's a great convention in town, and it's going to be flipping fantastic. You know, it really depends on who, what convention is in town, and Atlantic Dance is the same way. I've I've walked to Atlantic Dance once, and it was great. Nine times out of ten, it's terrible, but that one time, it's amazing. It's and one I of those Rick places
2: is- that it that you need to have the right group of people in it to make it fun. It's not so Correct. much the place itself. Agreed. I would agree. Yeah.
4: Yeah, but no, it's funny you ask that, just because I I've had a lot of people. Kind of give me some slack about this whole book and like, oh man, you must be hurting you, your liver and your wallet. And it's like, no, I don't.
2: <laughs> your I don't. liver, both lobes of the liver. Yeah, exactly right. The louse um, in the hat. Yeah,
4: no, I I certainly don't go to every single bar and say, bring me one of everything. I must sample each to like give a clinical review. You know, it and it's not just because I'm a lousy researcher no. or a cheapskate, It's because honestly, at the end of the day. If I were to go into a bar and ask for one of every single signature cocktails, A, depending on the bartender, the time of day, you're going to get a different pour every time. Yep. And B, my tastes are different than yours. I could love something that you could hate. So I'm not really in a position to tell you this drink is the most amazing thing ever. I can tell you this is original. You're not going to find this somewhere else. This uses local ingredients. This does this. And so I can do that without actually drinking it. I can know about the menu. I can know about the ingredients. I can talk to the bartenders. So that's kind of the angle that we went with for the research.
1: Right. And I think that absolutely Absolutely. And I think in all seriousness, that's what we really wanted. That is not the book we wanted. There's a million like reviewers that go out and they'll say, we're going to review the whole menu. And that's just not ours is more like the feel of drinking at Disney. It's not right. a list of bars. It's not here are all the specialty drinks. It's what's it like to drink at Disney at all these different places. And I'm not going to go and drink every drink when I'm out hanging out with friends. I'm probably going to pick my favorite and drink four of them you know, and that's, why would I do any different for the book? I mean, that's not really what you do when you go to a place. You don't, you're not always going to be like, I need to try all their favorites. I'm like, I have my favorites. I'm going to try those.
2: Right. And, and I think that, that also, I mean, that, that shines through in your Twitter feeds. That shines through in your podcast. That shines through, you know, in the book that you're going to do how you would do it. You're not doing a you know, you're know, you not doing a comprehensive um, food network travelogue no. of everything that's available at Walt Disney World. And you're going to dispassionately describe the different IPA hops variety. No. Right. But you can tell us where, you know what? This IPA is unique in Walt Disney World. You can only get it at X.
1: Right. The stuff that stands out. We'll, we'll try to... We'll, we tried to hit the stuff that stands out. I mean, like, Brianna really, one of the things she pushed for early was like she really wanted to go for the standard bar menu. Like, let's just call it that, and then we don't have to repeat ourselves yeah. every place. Like, There's the stuff that all the Disney bars have, and we'll just call it that and get right. over with. It's they're, Which you know, allegedly t-
4: uh, is changing
3: next month. Of course. <laughs> yeah, let me talk it.
0: Let it go! Let it yeah, go! Right. Mm-hmm.
3: They better keep the smoked turkey. Yeah.
4: Oh, yes! I love the smoked turkey! I
3: like the smoked turkey. But again,
4: a lot of people don't. So, hey. Yeah.
2: What, what would you say one of the surprising things that you learned while you were doing your writing?
4: I had a couple of surprising bars that I would have normally overlooked.
2: <laughs> like the one at the Swan that you didn't know was there? No, well,
4: n- yes and no. Well, I mean, I didn't know it existed, and I learned it existed, so sure, that's right. surprising. Um, would I go on my way to go there? No. But um, two bars that personally I always overlooked, that I did know existed, but I overlooked them, but now I have a newfound appreciation for them. Um, would be the Cabana Bar, which is the dolphin mm-hmm. slash swan, but really it's the dolphin pool yeah, bar. Yeah, it's a dolphin. And um, I, they say it's swan and dolphin. but it's it's, it's the if dolphin. If it has a it's, shadow yeah.
2: when the sun it, comes yeah, 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 up no, no, no. from it's the, the triangle, it's the dolphin. <laughs> no, I
4: know. I, I, Polly, I agree with you. No, I know. Yes. Um, and the other one would be Martha's Vineyard. Because that I didn't even one, know.
2: I don't even know where that is. I can guess that it's going to be at the yacht club.
4: It's the beach, beach club. The Beach Club. Uh, very close to the act club. Um, but that bar, I mean, I walked past that bar umpteen times. And every time I walk past it... Well, first of all, it doesn't open till 4. So if you walk past <gasps> 4, then no. it's closed. But second of all, if you walk past it past 4 o'clock, it's usually... Vacant. There, mm. No one ever goes there. And so that was one of the ones on my to-do list. Like I've never been here. I have to go here. Mm, I but will. I have one more.
0: Have one more. <laughs> okay.
4: And I can actually give Drunko some credit to this because this is one of his research missions that I sent him on. I did not see this firsthand, but I was surprised by it. I thought he'd photoshopped this. Um, I sent him <gasps> to the pool bar at. I've seen weekend. his
2: photos. I've seen his photoshop.
4: <laughs> yeah, it's not good. I don't think hey, that's Photoshop. I think that's
1: true. It's I okay. don't. I don't have a computer. so Right. right.
4: <laughs> so I sent him to the pool bar at Caribbean Beach Resort, assuming that it would just be like any other pool bar. Only they, shockingly, have an amazing local craft beer on draft selection. Hmm. So that was another shocker for me, not to be confused with <laughs> a certain member of Aerosmith.
2: No.
0: Urko,
2: <laughs> is there anything that you learned uh, that was kind of surprising in your research? Well, it's, mine's negative.
1: And it's, it's literally, I never paid attention as much to how much things changed. <laughs>
2: Mm. I mean,
1: I really did think, and I really do think that one of the challenges that happened is that we kind of are in the middle, what seems like, of a sort of a renaissance of food and drink at Disney World, and we yeah. kind of caught it right sort of near the, what feels like maybe the middle of it to the tail end of it, but we kind of saw it happen in, in front of our eyes, which drew yeah. drove Rhiannon nuts. And it really mm-hmm. has. It started with like Splitsville, and it started with like the Boathouse came in, and they kind of, and everybody's kind of changing to like in all these craft beers and and all these specialty drinks, and and that's something that it, it not necessarily surprised me, other than, um, but it it changed sort of what I do is because of research for the book, I started. I used to get in beer at the resorts and at the bars, ninety nine percent of the time, save Lapu Lapu. That's it. Well, now, yeah, or 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 the back huh? back strata, but, strata, sir. But once we started doing the the, the book, really? I started wanting to try out some of the new drinks. <laughs> really? <laughs> so it sort of surprised me just that I started getting more of the drinks. Like I would go to the the water parks and i and I would and I did the you know the research at the water parks and I would I'm like, well I guess I'm gonna try one of these specialty drinks on the thing. And it was it was one of those things. I those things in my drinking at Disney had always been beer. Always. Right. 99% of the time. And so it really did open my eyes to all the other things that are on the menu. And I got to try them, and I and now I'm still doing that. And I'm like, like, uh, like at the boathouse. I love the the Moscow Mule, and
2: uh, I still have get, never had one of those. Really? Get it I, there. See, I see at the I get it there. <laughs> 2019 at this point.
4: Hey, right. I I think for me, writing this book, or not even writing the book, but just like when I try to give advice to people in general, especially naysayers who you know they're just going to Disney just because the kids. The kids demand it. I guess I'll give in to the kids, you know, and, like, they're miserable, and it's like, well, you could really have a good time. Like, if you just, you know, opened your eyes a little bit, you can have a good time, and so my suggestions are always things that you cannot get at home. So whether it's a tipsy-ducks in love, or whether it's a local Florida beer on draft somewhere, or whether it's, you know, the best margarita as opposed to some pre-mixed whatever, like, that's what I... I try to drive people in those directions. So, obviously, I'm not going to suggest, oh, go pay $8 for a Bud Lights somewhere. You know, that's not great advice. So
2: Right. Well, And I think also, too, and given some of the feedbacks that I've seen on some of the Facebook posts about your book, of people that, you know, just kind of write off drinking at Disney as oh, I don't go there just to get rip-roaring drunk. That's also, to me, not the point of your book. No! It's where adult can go and have fun and see something new or something they would be interested in. Exactly. Absolutely. And have a drink. And have a drink.
4: Right. And yeah. So I, just, I, I, I guess I'm just I'm trying to echo Dranko's thoughts here. And he's saying that now this new renaissance of better offerings and he's no longer going straight toward the stand you know, whatever beer. Right. You know, there, there's so much more you can try. And that's really what I want to get out there is that there's so much to be sampled and tasted and experienced, and it's not just about
2: overpriced drinks and men, lines, and crowds. Can you imagine if you had tried writing this book in 2012? It would have been totally different, actually. Yeah. (laughs) Right. I think it
4: would have changed less, and so it would have been easier.
2: Right. However, how mad would you be (laughs) in 2016 having had a book in print for three years? Yeah. That would have completely,
4: completely... I'm, I've already started writing the second
1: edition. <laughs> yeah. Nice. It, it definitely falls under the it could have been worse category because we did start to realize what was happening. And you could see what was coming. And we're like, all right, you know, we we caught the first wave of Disney Springs, the main wave, which was the landing. Right. And there. that was the main wave. And so that was the important part is we caught that. And then um, we saw Disney Hollywood Studios coming, you know, because mm-hmm. when we started the book, that was not announced yet. Any of no. that half the right. part going away. So right. we saw that coming. So the some of the big things we were able to catch... Um, like you said, it, where now it's not going to be kicking yourself as much as change is inevitable, obviously, but it's not these big things like if we had done it before, they changed downtown Disney to Disney Springs.
2: Right. And, and yeah. to your point, I mean, the, the, the landing definitely. And you've said this on your show, that's where the food and drink are mainly located for the yeah. renovated Disney Springs. Most most of the um, town center, I mean, to, to what I've heard and, you know, Dean, you can correct me, too, because you've been there very recently that seems to be a lot more of the shopping yeah. strolling, walking around quick serve yeah, a of quick and food service. not necessarily drink
4: so I can, I can if you want me to say right now what I would consider, what meets my standards for a quote unquote bar that I would want to have a review in the book for that are not currently there currently yeah. there are six that did not make the final cut so that is for Disney Springs, it was... This Frontera. is a butter and
2: bacon exclusive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
4: we are now outing ourselves for what you're missing in our book. Uh, so, Disney Springs, number one, Frontera. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to see the stupid Coca-Cola store involved, because technically...
1: <laughs> technically.
4: I mean, it's all of its beverages. We, com-
1: we can at least complain about it. Yes.
4: I will definitely complain about it. Um... STK.
3: Ah, sick.
4: <laughs> yes. Um, homecoming. Yeah. And then over at the boardwalk, um, once Flying Fish reopened, oh, they yeah. now have a separate bar area, not to be confused with number six, Abracadabra.
2: Abracadabra. Got it. So, yeah, the, the joy of six. So, mm-hmm. yes. We should do it
4: Those on are Saturday. By.
3: Yes. Uh, 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 so, uh,
4: uh, uh, those are my Saturday six for the bars that unfortunately <laughs> are not in this edition of the book but I am already um, antsy to start writing up and getting those included in the next edition
0: Yeah.
3: so as you guys were going through this you know, I've heard you guys agree on a lot of things that you, you know, your approaches and your thoughts, what was the biggest disagreement either a particular bar, a particular drink or process
2: Dranko. That's a good question. Um, no, I think Rhiannon's a- answer was Drunko.
3: That
1: yeah, was right. right. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the co-author. Yeah. Believe it or
1: not, I mean, it's I, I, I don't. There weren't a lot of disagreements in that. We do sort of see these places for the most part from the same point mm. of view. We just have different preferences of what we would get there usually, um, but or we definitely appreciate the same places because mm. a place like the California Grill lounge is going to be great no matter who you are and, and so a lot of those things um we did agree on um unless you jump- only
2: I'm- want to do the hoopty-doo review
1: right i'm not uh, nothing's i'm trying to think rihanna is anything jump- Rocket Stabber. yeah that's true <laughs> well, well mm. she it actually was a really funny because i was like i uh that brings up a great story because yeah i was at um well at the fort wilderness and i'm sitting there and i'm like man And I was had a few drinks and I was looking at the menu and this is when we were right in the heart of research. And I was like, this place is great. I was looking, they actually have very things that I haven't seen anywhere. Not that I necessarily like those, um, you know, like the moonshines, you know, the, the the corporate moonshines, they have like six different varieties and they make all their drinks with the moonshine. I'm like, how cool is that? You're at Fort wilderness with the moonshine and they have good beers. And I'm like, this is a great little bar and they have rocking chairs out on the porch. And I go, this is a really cool bar. And I'm texting her this and she's like. Oh my god! I didn't even know they had a bar there. I was like, "Yeah, it's right here. It's right by the boat dock." So next time you're here at your Magic Kingdom, just take a boat over and you can get right out and check it out. About two weeks later, or whenever it was that she was there, um, I get this text, and she's like, "You idiot! It's the it's the Trails End Buffet." I was like, "Yeah, it's together, but it's the bar." She was, "No, it's the same service in the restaurant and the bar. It's not really a bar; it's the restaurant." I'm like, and so that was our biggest. She was not <laughs> pleased with me because she's like, I knew this place existed.
2: Yeah, she's like, I knew of this place. <laughs> <laughs> this I, isn't new.
4: It's not. It's like okay, if you were to go up to California Grill Lounge, only instead of calling it the California Grill Lounge, they called it Jim Bob's.
2: Top of the world, like if they called it Top of the World Lounge, or just like had a new neon sign behind it. Right, right. Whatever,
4: it's still the same Right, car. It's, it's the same it's, thing. It's, we all know if you go to California Grill, there's a bar area that you can sit there and wait for your table, or just go to the bar.
2: Can you order th- food there? But
4: it's the same it's like place. So
2: can I you guess, order food at the bar there?
4: Yes, absolutely.
1: So I will say that though, if you're you're asking about the dis- disagreements, I think it just everything stems from the fact that if you're talking about detail oriented, that's Rhiannon, and if you're talking about big picture, like oh, it's it's all kind of the same. That's mm. me, you know. <laughs>
2: I'm okay with generalizations, and she's not. No. All right, I have a very detailed question. I have two detailed questions. I'm excited. You should be. Uh, One of them is very process. Um, While you were doing your research and you were doing your scrum... Yes. Were you in Sprint, and would you allow yourself changes without a change order?
4: Well... Unfortunately, I was acting as both the scrum master and product owner.
2: No, no. really,
4: it's a conflict of interest. It totally is. It's totally, yes. It's very frowned upon. About, yeah. Um, so it was a, a rough going. Um, okay. I, I did allow for changes. There were not change orders. Um, but yes, changes definitely arose repeatedly.
2: Okay, and then the other one, actually, I guess both of you might be able to answer, and you may break my heart with the answer. I'm afraid I know what the answer is. However, for the longest time, I had a half-yard plastic glass. It's plastic, but I can't call it a plastic. That sounds stupid. That I would put my change into. Do they still serve drinks in the half-yard plastic at Typhoon Lagoon? One
1: hundred percent no.
2: bro. No, wah, they serve. Wah, wah, no, wah. they have
1: the regular like mini hurricane glasses or whatever yeah. you call them, you know. They, but yeah, that's it. Because
2: oh, uh-huh. that was my week. I, I got a pina colada and I remember drinking that and getting repeated oh. brain freeze. But sitting so on the fantastic. sand beach. Yes. Sitting on the sandy beach, you know, over in the adult area. This is well before they put in Crush and Gusher. So, yeah. uh, you know, over in that like, quiet pool area, feet in the sand, drinking a pina colada out of a half yard, looking like Dan from uh, Roseanne. Yes. <laughs> As opposed to. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. Similar. But, yeah. And it, it really, out. it broke my heart because how it broke, it, you know, it was like 15-year-old plastic. And I would keep mm-hmm. my change into it. And, I was, and that was my change that we would collect for drinking money to go on vacation. Usually we would get seventy, eighty dollars worth of change. Sorry, in there. kids,
1: we can't go yet. We gotta.
2: <laughs> right. Yeah. I have to go to TD Bank. Is this a, is this why
1: you don't have plans to come to? Yes, it, so? because
2: I, I just I can't collect change anymore. I put tape over it because I didn't want it to dump over because it was so top heavy. When I took huh. the tape off, the neck shattered. Ooh. And it's like it's plastic. There's nothing you can do. Yeah. <laughs> so,
1: <It's, laughs> so I hate. I'm sorry, <sighs> man. I have bad news.
2: Wow. All right. Well, I, I'll always have my memories. But um, yeah, I guess uh, you know we're, we're uh, we've we've been talking a while, getting some great information. I do have uh, one last question for you. Mm. Uh, with the state of the world how it is, you know, with uh, international incidents coming up left and right, um, are you, you going to write another book? Are you going to write another book? <laughs> Separately or together? She'll probably say yes by herself <laughs> Either way.
4: You, you should read the endings. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, is that in the endings? Oh, interesting.
4: But
3: You'll have to buy the book. I yeah.
4: I,
2: I will guarantee
1: you this. I can't speak for Rhiannon, but I will. I can guarantee you she will. I can guarantee you. Yeah. I, I hope. I'd like to work together with her again, but I can guarantee you she is a heck of a writer. So I can, Aww. I can guarantee you she will. That's I'm fantastic.
4: Actually, you're being nice to me. Yeah. It's,
3: it's not so your show. Weird. Weird. So we talked about. Uh, drinks a lot and we've talked about beer but i I wanted to see i don't know if either of you guys are wine drinkers but just sort of comments Mm. on i obviously jico is a a fantastic place to get some wine and actually boma serves a pretty decent menu as well but what about wine around walt disney world
1: uh the martha's vineyard that rihanna was talking about actually has uh some good selections and uh california grill obviously um and uh, Meisner's, or if you want to go right next door. Citrico's, w- yeah. Cit- tr- like the Citrico's bar, mm, which is yeah. kind of, it's like in the restaurant, so um, it's, but it's there. And they the have a really good one. Yeah, they have a really good one over there at um, Citrico's. So I would, for me, and just what's better than drinking wine in the Grand Floridian?
2: It does kind of seem to suit, doesn't it? Yeah. So I, that's where I would go just because it just feels right.
4: Yeah, I mean, you can't beat the ambiance in the Grand Floridian. I, I would, I'm gonna speak at least on behalf of myself. I'm not the biggest wine expert. Um, I do have a good friend who is a wine steward and I like to text her pictures of the menus of various um, wine menus at Disney and she'll tell me whether or not it's legit. And she definitely backed up Citricos and California Grill. Um, But at least with Gico, you don't even need a wine steward to tell you that that's the biggest selection of African wines. In I think it's the entire country, so that's pretty cool. So at least they yeah. have that going for them.
3: <laughs> for sure. So. And then my last question, I, I think I know Rhiannon. You miss uh, High Octane. Mm. I miss the Kungaloosh at the Adventures yes. Club. Drunky. What, what do you miss? That's blown away.
1: Oh, I here's the thing that I miss, and I'm it actually is my, my biggest regret in the history of Disney in general is I went, my my last ever real vacation before I moved here was in 1999. And I was here, and it was that weird, it was a time where I was of age, and I could go to bars, and I went to lots of bars, but I did not go into the catwalk bar at mm. the Brown Derby and uh-huh. go upstairs. I, but the thing is, I saw it, and I knew of it, and for some reason we didn't go up there. And then when I moved down here two years later, it was gone. So that's my biggest regret, mm. and what I missed the most just because of the, what a great location, just in theory and in practice. It's just so great. So that's one of the things I miss the most. Um, that's probably number one. Even though I ever what it's weird because I never went in there.
2: Mm-hmm. And now oh, you can go see Playhouse Disney.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and I miss. It sounds weird. There's this drink, and it, it's called the Monorail Yellow, and it's it's my it was my first drink. Um, <laughs> that sounds like a euphemism <laughs> when you when you pee yourself. It was my first <laughs> drink at Disney basically like ever uh, when I first came down on that same trip uh, when I was – it was I was finally like my first adult trip and, um, and I went to the Contemporary because I wanted to go to the Contemporary and it was right there at the Outer Rim and they had it on the table tent and it said the original drink – it said on the little table tent, the original drink from the opening of the Contemporary, the Monorail Yellow. So I got it and it was really tasty and so they I have, missed the Monorail Yellow.
4: They have an option of to that at Top of the World.
2: Hmm. I need to do that. All right. Good to know. Good. Very Guys. good to know.
4: I forget. Yeah, and Dean. I don't know.
2: Dean, do you all, do you have one under other than the Kungaloosh?
3: Um, and Adventures no, Club it's, in general. It's, it's, it's oh
2: Adventures Club. <laughs> I don't even want to think about it. It's just so <clears throat> bad.
3: Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's the whole experience at, at Pleasure Island, yeah. you know, but that it, it much like I think, uh, and I never experienced Horizons, but the folks who, who missed that don't remember the sort of end days when there was no line and no waiting I, and people just weren't going there anymore. Yeah, you're, yeah. Uh, the, the Pleasure Island was the same way, you know, towards the yep. end, it was just not popular. Uh, they stopped charging at the gate and you just got to walk through. And that, it, was, it really the was, of, its, that was
2: the end of Pleasure Island when they let in yeah.
3: people just to wander through. You're you so
2: I? I, I,
0: I
1: I, I, Dean, I'm glad you brought that up because no one ever talks about that, and I, I mentioned it once or twice before on like Twitter, I think. And it is you're 100 percent correct, and that it died probably two or three years before it actually closed down, and it was absolutely, it was, and it was not good. And I'm a little, I can't, I gotta say, we, you and I obviously were lucky that we got to experience when we were at that age where you wanted to go do those things. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Like right now, if they reopen Pleasure Island, I probably wouldn't go there that often anyway.
4: Well, I just want to (laughs) chime into this conversation because for me, it's I never actually got to go to Pleasure Island.
2: Right. Yeah, I I never
4: got to experience any of that. But I would like to plug for a second, if I may. So there is a charity that's called Adventures in Charity that has an annual event and it features a lot of the actors from the Adventurers Club of Pleasure Island and they come and do a performance and each of them donate their proceeds to their chosen charity and this is happening the weekend of September 24th and i believe they're going to be having an opening night party at Jock Lindsay's hangar bar that Thursday night which Drunka will be hosting yes.
2: I'm the host. Oh, that's fantastic. Wow. And that
4: Saturday, the 24th, is the actual event with the performances of the actors. And we are going to have a table there. So if you are in town and purchase tickets to the event, you can swing by our table and you can purchase a book or have your book signed or both. And so it's a great cause and a great throwback. To these wonderful heydays of awesomeness at Disney.
1: Well, you can Excellent. go to adventuresincharity.org dot org, and uh, it's at the Holiday Inn, sort of across from uh, Disney Springs. It's on the other side of I four.
3: Right on the right on the front page of their website, it says, "We cross the scorching desert." Yes. Mm-hmm. Martinis in our hand. Oh. So you got to remember, Polly, I, I got married in Walt Disney World, yes. and Pleasures Island was essentially our wedding. Yes, reception. I know. So Jealous. we had we had dinner at Portobello's, and then the everybody that was down there for our wedding, we spent the entire night at Pleasure Island. The majority of that, which was taking place at the Adventures Club,
1: I think. In all seriousness, we are living in a good time, though. We we talk about how it's at the Adventures Club, but they really have done a good job with some of the new places. I know it's not the Adventures Club; nothing ever will be. But between the Trader Sams and the Jock Lindsays, like these theme bars are really cool. They are. That's awesome. Agreed. Even Abracadabra, not, I would not put it in I haven't
0: been yet.
1: I would put uh, both Trader Sam's and uh, Jock Lindsay's ahead of Abracadabra. But I would, but I just, it doesn't have that feel where you want to hang out in there a long time. Hmm. It's definitely a must do on a bar crawl, no question. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I want to hang out at Jock Lindsay's all afternoon.
2: We would like to give one of our listeners a copy of this book, that the professor and Rhiannon have written. All you have to do is either on our Instagram feed, Butter and Bacon Podcast, or on Twitter, at Butter and Bacon, tag us a picture of you doing a drunkie. Yes. That's right, oh boy. You need to be putting a cup to your lips, cover up the lower part of your face, and take a selfie. Send it to us. We will pick our favorite one, and you will win the book. Now, just to help them.
1: Are you going to be going for like the? Do we, in your mind, are you looking for the funniest like situation? Are you looking for the best drink? What are you in your mind? I, what are you? What are you thinking?
2: I uh, much like. I will know it when I see it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you can't really.
2: A you don't want to describe it, and B you don't. <laughs> uh,
3: and that's right. <laughs> I'd say that yeah, it's, it's it's the one that leaves an impression. That's it's going right. to have to have a, a reaction when you see it. We
2: will look at it. So and I we think
3: will it's go be a combination of all those
2: things. Yes, we will look at it. We will go. Oh, that's bookworthy.
0: This has been the good stuff. Thank you for listening to Butter and Bacon for personalized trip planning services and expertise please contact Becca via email at Becca at on Twitter at AIOT or visit our website, adventuresoutthertravel.com, where you can get more information, read our blog, subscribe to our newsletter, and request a quote. Let them know Butter and Bacon sent you. You can follow Butter and Bacon on Twitter at Butter and Bacon On Instagram as Butter and Bacon Podcast. And please contact us via email at butterandbaconpodcast at gmail.com. To get the good stuff delivered hot and fresh, please subscribe to Butter and Bacon in your podcast app of choice.
1: Hello.
2: Yeah. Hello, distinguished author of book.
1: Distinguished author of book here.
2: I, per-
4: I think he prefers to called Professor, actually.
2: Professor. Well, like I said it's the we, Professor. We are introducing Which would make you Marianne. You- yeah. <laughs> uh, Ginger?
4: Yeah, I think that's actually, I mean,
2: Ginger
3: I never watched Marianne. the show, it's appropriate. but I won, so. It's appropriate. It. Marianne was way, way hotter. I agree.
2: Oh, okay. I agree. You would have to dress up a little bit more. Does anyone have any time frame commitments that we need to know about before we start?
3: I'm supposed to have a work meeting at 9 tomorrow.
4: I have a work meeting at 9 tomorrow.
3: Yeah, so like, you know. So we got a l- 12 and a half hours. <laughs> I want my own chapter.
4: Maybe you should would wait chapter until book be about? 4 then.
3: <laughs> book 4. What would my chapter be about? Uh, how often I spill drinks on my son's stroller when we're walking. Nice. In oh, mm. you, you always
1: feel good about yourself when you do that. When you have, a, if you still have the stroller, you're able to do it. What you do is you take the lining, you pull the lining off, line it with beers, and put the lining back on. Put the kid in. You never check that. Cool. Okay, we're
4: not God. airing that as a tip, though.
3: Also, Paul, you sound like crap. Uh, just so you know.
4: Yeah, you're like really far away.
3: It's as if you're like, yeah, you're. You sound like speakerphone or something. You sound
1: like <laughs> Skipper does on ours. Do I sound better? No. no. Oh, we just just start. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No. no yeah. <laughs>
3: we're, so, <laughs> we're
4: doing it so, live.
1: So thank you for having. Us.
3: D is always followed around by oh.
1: a restraining order.
2: Yep. <laughs>
1: <laughs> when you go into the gas station, you know how they have the tub sitting there by the cash register with like single beers in it. it says we. It goes. We, we call those roadies sodies. <laughs> road sodies. <laughs> uh, they don't,
2: the don't have road. that in New Jersey.
1: They don't have beer
2: on ice at the register? No.
4: It's an impulse purchase.
2: Where is this
4: attention to detail when it comes to our podcast or the book? (laughs) I feel like you phone it in 364 days a year and suddenly, oh, you're on the butter and bacon show. Suddenly you show up.
1: Our si- Well, you all I get are size coming oh. from you during ours when I start talking about when <laughs> well, I start I going more than thirty right seconds. Now. When I go for more than five seconds, I get size coming from you.
2: Well, that's but just like that. All right. I think I think you're on to something. We don't we don't do Polly's Corner on this show. No? But if we did ha- no. But if Why? we did have because it's a copyright, WDW Northeast Podcast, all rights reserved. Boo. <laughs> Sal Trancana 1993. Eight whatever, whenever the Eagles were good, um, nineteen
3: seventy
2: what? <laughs> Moral question. Uh, so, so, would side, you, side would side you sneak side a nip in? Yeah,
3: that's what? So, sidebar, yes. What? Um, sidebar. When you said that, it was way less creepy than when uh, Skipper Dickerson. That. <laughs> true.
2: That's true. <laughs> yeah, but I don't. I don't sound like Pat Oswald.
4: A- you live in Orlando. That's like Disney, right?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
4: No, it's not. It's different. Sorry, I'm trying to yeah. get a beer.
2: That's fine. That's fine. Is that actual Elsa or is that it is Elsa. in Elsa? That's what A regular
1: koozie's I mean. a regular koozie's fine with me. You know, right. one that you get from like the dentist or something.
2: Yeah. <laughs> or or you know, like the ones that I have from the Hilton Head Koozies you
4: from your dentist?
2: I was
3: yeah,
4: dentist. I met, like, like I was
3: just trying to <laughs> I
1: was trying to think of like a trade show and I thought of like the little desk <laughs> that uh <laughs> That, that's, uh...
2: that's not making the show.
1: <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll start
2: over. That was the debate on <laughs> the Twitter. That's
3: very funny. Yes, it is. <laughs> that...
2: <laughs> and then I will edit that into a bacon. Okay. Bowl.
4: All right. Like, right now? Yep. Like, go. Yep. Like, go. Three, two, one. Hi. <laughs> I can't do this.
2: Yes, you can. <laughs> Hi. I... I'm ready. i to him to pay for this <laughs> phone call. Yes. <laughs> Why did you hang up on me? Oh,
3: she's back. You you got hung up on?
0: Yeah, just cut out.
3: Yeah, she's back, though. That's gotta be you, not me. I didn't click a button. Mm -hmm. No, I didn't
2: touch nothing. All I've been doing is muting myself as I do my dishes.
3: So you're, like, kind of getting frozen while you talk.
2: Cool.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to our podcast.
4: Oh my god, you guys, he's being, like, so professional right now. This is weird.
2: Well, you know. <laughs> uh, we're we're going to knock that off right now. Nick Waymania has a question. Uh, will you give him a book for his birthday? No. Sure.
4: Um, Amazon <laughs> is selling it for, I think they've knocked the price down to like $27.83 or something. Wow. Uh, available for Prime shipping. So, yeah.
2: Now, see, now that's what I was going to suggest. You can offer to him, if he buys a Prime membership, he can get it shipped to him for free.
1: Well, I haven't heard my professor music yet, so
2: obviously you haven't. The music is added in post. Okay, sorry. And this might go at the end of the show, because I don't think we've introduced you as professor yet. So it's going to come out of order. I don't think we've actually
4: named the book yet.
2: (laughs) No, not yet. But, you know, I'll edit it together. That's what I do.